0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory in the course of his teaching, Jesus said to the crowds Beware of the scribes who like to go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces, seats of honor in synagogues, and places of honor at banquets. They devour the houses of widows and, as a pretext, recite lengthy prayers. They will receive a very severe condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and observed how the crowd put money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow also came and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, Amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury, for they have all contributed from their surplus wealth, but she, from her poverty, has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I think we're all pretty familiar with this Gospel. The widow's might, as we typically refer to it. It's a beautiful story just on the surface. Jesus giving the play-by-play of what's going on and is is so like jesus like god he's able to see the heart of this woman and so many other people around him perhaps even the disciples themselves are caught up in all of the appearances in all of the activity and they may have even been impressed the disciples with how much money some people were putting in. And and then here's this poor widow who probably wasn't very impressive compared to all of the other people regarding her clothing or her demeanor. But very humbly, she comes forward and puts in her two cents. And then Jesus says, This poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury. For they have all contributed from their surplus wealth. But she, from her poverty, has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. So I, I think there's an invitation here to go deeper. To go deeper. I think... It's safe to say that many of these wealthy people were relying on themselves to save themselves. And that's a danger for all of us. It's something that we all have to be aware of. It's something that we need God's grace to help us get beyond the superficial and to get beyond even ourselves And our own self-reliance. And not that being self-sufficient is a bad thing. Don't misunderstand me. There's a certain value to being self-sufficient. However, there's also a danger. There's also a danger to being self-sufficient. If you see yourself as the source of that sufficiency or even in this case surplus these wealthy people had a surplus of wealth but it's probably safe to say that they were relying on themselves and their own craftiness and as Jesus was even alluding to there at the top He was talking about some of these religious leaders. They devour the houses of widows and, as a pretext, recite lengthy prayers. So they were probably extorting money or even just in their own greed, asking for more than they needed from the people. So again, they were not relying on God or trusting in God, but in themselves. So this woman, from her poverty, contributed all she had. So I think that's the key for us, is to get in touch with our own poverty, which is hard to do. The Alleluia Verse today, sung so beautifully by our choir here, was from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew's Gospel. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. It was the first thing that Jesus said to kick off his Sermon on the Mount. So the first line from his most famous and arguably his most important sermon was this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Being poor in spirit refers to a certain disposition, a certain attitude, one of faith, one of humility. I don't think you could be truly humble without having faith. Because if you didn't have faith in God, who else are you going to trust? Who else are you going to rely on? What else would you rely on? I don't know. And that's the struggle that we all have this side of heaven. Is to trust in the providence of God, in the goodness of God. You've all heard that word, right? Providence. We'll look at it. What word is hidden in that word? Provide. So our God is one who provides for us. As our good good Father in heaven, as our loving heavenly Father, he loves to provide for us in every way in every way. And this poor widow from today's gospel, she believed that. She trusted in that. Much like the poor widow in the first reading with her son, visited by Elijah, he comes and asks for some food. She's like, boy, we only have enough for one last meal, and after that, we're going to die. We're so hungry. And Elijah's like, don't worry. You're not going to run out of flour. You're not going to run out of oil. And sure enough, there was even miraculous provision for that widow and her son for a year. That's trust, that's confidence in God and in his word, in his prophet. So God isn't necessarily asking us to depend on miraculous provision day to day. However, I think we really need to honor and recognize where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord, right? And in many different ways, we're all instruments of that help for one another. That's the way God designed humanity. That we would all be not only recipients of his providence, but also instruments of it for one another. That in our care and concern and love for one another, we are actually instruments of his providence. That's a blessing for us. That's a gift for us to be able to do that for one another. But I think we are all called by God to recognize, number one, our need, and then the source, God himself, the source of our help. And that can give us a lot of peace, that can give us a lot of peace. And I'm sure that's really hard right now for some of you. I know because I I know some of you, I know some of you are really having a hard time right now because of situations in your job and everything going on right now in our culture, in our society with the whole pandemic and so on and so forth. Things are definitely... Things have been shaken up. And people are worried about their jobs. Some people are losing their jobs. And that's hard. And it can really, I think, cause people to question God's providence. For sure. And so... We need to pray about that. We need to come to support one another. I don't think we should be ashamed of being needy, of being poor, of, of needing to ask for help. We shouldn't be ashamed of that. I know it can feel shameful, especially for men of a family. It can, it can be a source of great shame. But I don't think God wants us to stay there. Again, he wants us to turn to him in all of our needs and ask him to help. And then to allow him to move us to other people, other places where we can ask for that help, where his help can come to us. And again, that takes humility. That takes humility. We have to sacrifice, we have to offer to God that struggle. And in a sense, we have to crucify our pride and our ungodly self-reliance. Even Jesus had to do it. Even Jesus had to do it. The Son of God had to do it. The Son of God became poor in order to make us rich. Rich in grace. Rich in eternal life. But just think about how dependent Jesus was on Joseph and Mary. And then how he absolutely had to depend on his father to save him from death as he offered himself on the cross. And I'm sure it feels like dying. It is. It's dying to yourself. That's what Jesus, that's what Jesus is talking about in the gospel. When he says that the, 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 unless the seed falls to the ground and dies, remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, if that grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, then it can open up and bear fruit. It can germinate and grow and bear fruit. One of those gospel paradoxes, the gospel is full of paradoxes. We have to die in order to have life. And in order to do that, we have to have faith, we have to be humble. But of course, that means that we have this trust, that we're not just abandoning ourselves to nothing. Nobody would abandon themselves to just nothing. But we're abandoning, abandoning ourselves to the Lord. And he is trustworthy. He is faithful and true. So let's ask him today for that greater faith in him. Let's ask him to help us all get in touch with our own poverty, our own need for love. First and foremost, we all need to be loved. And God absolutely wants to fulfill that need. And then, yes, we have all of these other needs, material needs and so on and so forth. God also wants to provide for that. And he will do that through each and every one of us at different times and different ways. So let's pray that we can all answer the call when God calls or when our neighbor calls, that we would answer the call to help and to give what we can to offer ourselves in faith and in love, just as God has offered himself to us. Amen.